Hello and welcome to Humans of Agape, a new podcast by Agape Europe. We are a community of people who make Jesus known so lives are changed and Europe is transformed. We want to bring spiritual hope and help to people from all walks of life. I am your host. My name is Jochen Geck. I work in the student movement in Montpellier in the south of France. And I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. So this is what this podcast is all about. I interview people who are on staff with Agape and ask them about what God is doing in their lives and ministries. In today's episode, I get to talk to somebody in yet another Agape role. This is Mickey Drever in Birmingham, UK. Hello, Mickey. Hi. <laughs> Mickey, it's great to talk to you today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. How about you? <laughs> I'm pretty good, too. Cool. I guess, I guess that comes from living in the south of France, where it's always sunny. Ugh. Lucky. <laughs> Less fortunate right now in uh, Birmingham. <laughs> oh, well, I think Birmingham has other things going for it. Why don't you introduce yourself to us a little bit? Sure. Uh, so I'm Mickey and I work in the UK as PA to Leslie Cheeseman, the National Director of Agape UK. Okay. And PA is personal assistant? It is, yes. What do you assist Leslie with? Oh, goodness. It's a very varied job. Um, so everything from arranging her schedule and answering her emails to helping her with meetings. And we have a board of trustees. So I answer to them and our leadership team. And lately, I've also been planning our summer conference. So lots of different jobs. That is very varied. Yes. <laughs> was it always your dream job to become personal assistant to Leslie Cheeseman? It was not. I came into the role in quite an unusual way, but the role itself has been the right job at the right time in my journey with God, for sure. That's excellent. What's, what makes it the right job for you? I came fresh out of Bible college and... I'd had some difficult situations while at Bible college. So I really needed a family to be a part of and a community. And when I joined staff, that was what I got in Agape UK. And Leslie herself has been an incredible support um, for me in my personal walk and in my professional walk through some of those difficult times. Great. Yeah. Could you get into that a little more? How has Leslie been inspirational to you? So part of the family situation is that I have a nephew who's very disabled. He's very sick. Um, and sometimes he has had emergency situations where I have to drop everything and go and look after his big sister. And Leslie has been incredibly supportive in that, that she lets me go and she has prayed for me and walked through those times they've been pretty dark I can tell you and alongside that she has ministered to me in that and cared about my growth as a person in my faith and she's provided me some great opportunities in my job that I get to go to conferences and I get to meet amazing leaders in our organization and have great conversations with people so she's given me a wide range of opportunities 
And it's really a privilege to have a boss who prays for you, isn't it? It is. It's a great thing. We would start our week that way together when we're in the same city. We try and pray regularly. That's amazing. Does that happen often that you're in the same city at the same time? We go through ebbs and flows. Um, there are seasons in the job. So at the moment, we've both been on the road quite a bit. And over the summer, we'll be together a bit more. So we'll pray together more. That's great. So tell me a little bit more about your work. How does a day look that you would describe as very fulfilling? So for me, I think the fulfilling days have a lot of variety and I get to interact with our field staff quite a lot. I really enjoy getting out into the field for different events and being creative. And Leslie is very good at letting me seize those opportunities when they come up. So one of my favorite days, I got to take part in Women Speak Out last year. And I went to Oxford and spent time with our team in Oxford and in London. And I got to take some photos, hang out with some of the students and enjoy some of that creative energy, which was great. And for somebody who's in a country far away, what is Women Speak Out? Women Speak Out, it's an event where women come together and they can put out a message to other women. So they write messages on their faces, their arms, whatever it is. And it's meant to empower you and encourage other women. Um, and it's springing up across Europe now. So there are a few different countries I know doing this. Um, and it started with International Women's Day. It's around that kind of time. And different student groups will do it on campus and the students Oh, I, th I think I've seen pictures of that on Facebook or Instagram. Yes. I think they did it in Italy too, right? Yes, they did. They did. Uh -huh. So very international. Yes. Okay. So you're a very creative personal assistant? I am, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a unique one. <laughs> yeah. And um, I find it so interesting that I get to talk with people from very different ministries. And I'd like to know from you too, how you see God at work in and through your ministry. I think for me, it's difficult to see yourself as having a ministry when you're in a very admin-based role sometimes. But the moments that for me personally really encourage me is when I can come alongside key members of staff and support them one-on-one. -on -one. In the role I've been in, I've had that privilege of working with staff and occasionally um, the odd student. And that just brings me a lot of joy um, to be able to meet with that person one on one and see where they are and support them either admin wise or spiritually and emotionally. And that gives me life in my role. Cool. Can you give us an example of how that happened? We had an intern in Agape UK who I got to know through different projects that we did um, together. And she and I got quite close and it has been quite a privilege to walk through key 
stages of her development with her. She's close to a few different members of staff, but she and I meet regularly. She left staff to go and pursue a different uh, career option. But for me, that close bond has been strong and we meet regularly once a week almost. And she will talk to me about some of the things she struggled with, some of the things that she is unsure about and to be able to walk her through some of her career, do for her what Leslie has done for me and what other people have done for me in Agape UK has been a really wonderful experience. So you kind of mentor her or coach her? Kind of, but very much through a friendship, not friendship. an official mentor role. Um, she's like a baby sister to me. And I enjoy just hearing what God's doing in her life and how much the internship with Agape really stretched her and grew her further. Um, mm -hmm. so that's been really exciting. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get back to the question you brought up earlier that as somebody in, a, in an admin role, it's maybe harder to talk about your personal ministry, even though it's very much a ministry. Mm -hmm. But then there are many people across Europe working for Agape in admin roles, and they're so important for everything Agape does. Yeah. And of course, you get opportunities too to serve in a field role or along, alongside field staff. Mm -hmm. But what helps you connect to the vision of Agape through your admin work? I think for me, it's seeing the big picture. Um, I'm a big picture person, so I really enjoy seeing how one email that I send off that day will create a chain effect and it will allow someone in the field to do something bigger and different. I think it is hard in admin roles to feel as though you're making a difference sometimes. But when you can create a meeting or connect some people together and then see an event spring up from that, that's really exciting for me and very encouraging. Mm -hmm. And I think you're at a very privileged position because mm -hmm. you kind of have a bird's eyes view of what's happening within the UK ministry. Yes. Could you share a little about what's happening across the UK? Yeah. Um, I do have a unique position that I get to see across the leadership and all of our ministries. And it's exciting right now to see how uh, student life, the leaders are really growing their younger members of staff right now. And we're seeing more and more students coming to faith. Um, there's been an exciting moment recently. Some students in Northampton were chatting with their friends and we saw six uh, come to know Christ in some form or another. Um, and wow. so one of our team leaders in Oxford is ministering to those students and just kind of working with them and discipling them right now. So that's been really encouraging um, for our student ministry. Family life is booming across Europe. There is so many different a day together groups forming. Um, they're doing these events across Europe and in the UK. And from that, they lead to together groups. That's the kind of discipleship group that can come out of a day together. And those are just 
soaring in numbers. We're seeing groups getting so big that we have to split them and create new groups. So it's very exciting. And that's very much geared towards couples, right? It is, yes. So that's our couples ministry, family life, focusing on marriage and partnership. Okay. Those are great examples. Yeah. Do you have more stories? We are seeing a lot happening with GAIN as well. They are sending out lots of teams to specifically Lesbos, uh, Camp Moria, and... The Humanitarian Relief Agency? Yes. Yeah. Um, So that's been exciting to see some of the growth happening there. What are they doing on Lesbos? Lesbos is a camp that really ebbs and flows and changes each time. I hear stories. um, I've been there myself. And every time there's a different feel to the place because of who's coming in and who's going out. And probably back in January or February, we sent out a large container of clothing. We had a lot of donations. And I know Sarah is busy about to send projects and teams off in the summer to Lesbos, I believe. And she's working with her network to get more donations as they always need clothes and nappies and those kind of things so it's exciting yeah and i love how the examples that you chose show the wide variety of ministries within agape yeah from refugees to couples to students Mm -hmm. and i think everything in between too We do. We're lucky in the UK that we have lots of different areas that we can reach out to different people in society, which is nice. How many are there? Do you know? Uh, So we're in seven different cities and we have student work. We work with diplomats. We work with married couples. We're just launching Living and Telling, which is geared towards younger people and students we work with refugees and we partner with churches as well nice now with all the different areas that you are reaching within the uk Mm -hmm. and the different ministries how do you see god at work in the uk at the moment i think that's a challenging one because the uk right now culturally is in a very interesting time Historically, we were a very strong Christian nation, and over the years that has really changed, and we have now become the mission field, I think, in the UK. For a number of years, different countries have wanted to send people to the UK to mission to our communities. And so I think it's been interesting in Agape, we're seeing that people are hungry. They're hungry for connection, for community, for spirituality. And so I think the land out there, the people are calling out for something. And so we are in a unique position that we have something we can offer and not just something we can offer, but we offer it in a very unique way that we will disciple and we will walk with people. And for me, that's a very powerful thing. But I do think in the UK culturally, there is also some apathy towards Christianity because of the history of Christianity in this country. And so it is a very interesting experience. Some people are very open and some people want to seek exotic, as it were, opportunities. So some people are going more towards spiritual experiences and seeking out 
different countries, cultures and belief systems. And some people are just lost and have no idea what they want. They just know that they're missing something. So I think we are in a unique place in the UK, but I think it is also challenging um, politically and culturally right now. Yeah, one might get that impression. Yeah. But in this very unique situation and with the very different ministries in the UK, I'm sure you can reach people at all different uh, points of their life and their walk. Yeah. Um, is there any way you're being innovative and you've tried something new where you see, well, that's, that's a new thing that's really working to reach these people? I think there are... Our field staff are probably doing a lot of that. It's harder to get the specifics when you work in the HQ and you're not in the field as much because you hear the stories and people aren't always giving the detail of how. But for me, I think from the stories I'm hearing within Agape, a lot of it is talking to people, relationship. And I think that's been more powerful than fancy apps. And those are great. We have a, a lot of great resources that we do use but often the stories I'm hearing it's well I sat down and talked with that person and I think mm. in the west we we often get caught up with our technology and all the exciting fancy gizmos we have and they're incredibly great resources but you can't beat that one-on-one -on -one personal connection of someone looking me in the eye and really caring about where I am in my walk, in my faith, in my journey. And I think that speaks more powerfully than anything. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> you in your HQ role, uh -huh. you also get to see a lot of the vision and the strategy and like the big picture. Yes. Could you sum up in a couple of words? What's the vision of Agape UK? I think the vision of the UK very much ties in with the vision of Western Europe right now, which is to make Jesus known. But I think in the UK, we're very keen to meet people where they're at and walk through life with them on their journey to finding faith and growing deeper in that faith. And that would be the heartbeat of our staff in the UK. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about more about you. Okay. Because I've heard that you're not only a very creative person in an admin role, mm -hmm. but that you're also a very creative person outside of your admin role, and that you're kind of known for your spoken word. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Uh, someone's been telling you stories. I had an opportunity last summer where a member of staff, Nicole Lewis, who is well known across Western Europe, she challenged me to try something new. And I wrote a spoken word piece on vulnerability, which seems to be spreading across the UK and into Western Europe, thanks to Alison. <laughs> I think it was uh, quite a moving piece that our staff really appreciated. And it is up on YouTube, apparently. A friend of mine recorded it as a video very kindly and put it up on YouTube. Okay. And is that something where we can expect more from you in the future? I hope so. I 
thrive best on creativity and the creative arts. I paint, I write, I now do spoken word. That was my first ever. So I would love to develop that skill more and have more opportunity. Um, and I love photography and dance as well. Mm -hmm. You are somebody who likes to travel. I love to travel. Yes. And I guess uh, what traveling does, it gets you a unique perspective of the world, but also of your home. Mm -hmm. And I'm always curious to know, with so many different cultures within Europe, where do you see God's fingerprints in your culture? I think in me personally, I am quite a unique person because I come from so many different cultures and Whenever I travel, I choose to take on bits of other cultures as well. So I'm not necessarily just British. Um, I'm more of a social chameleon. And so for me, in my personal culture, in my family and with my friends, biggest fingerprint is probably grace, which is an unusual thing to say. But my testimony and the story of my life, I've shared it with one or two people and the one thing they always say is your story is the story of grace and that's mm. not just me but that's the story of my whole family from my great-grandparents right through to now some of the stories that I've told people and part of the the tapestry that has made me who I am the fingerprint if you were to name it on my life and in my cultural everyday living is grace so I couldn't necessarily speak about just the UK. That would be challenging for me. Um, but certainly me as Mickey, that is the fingerprint of God of my life. Wow. Now, as somebody who travels and with lots of varied interests, but also a challenging job, mm -hmm. what is something that you are learning at the moment? I am learning to be gracious with myself. Those who know me well know that that is something I struggle with. I am very tough on myself. I'm a perfectionist. Things need to be done well and done perfect. Um, and I think that's the case for many of us. And God has taken me on a massive identity journey in the last two years, which has been wonderful. And part of that is learning to give myself a break every now and again, that if I make a mistake, it's okay. And that has, it sounds very simple and very easy, but for me, that's been quite tough at times, especially in my job where I am reporting to quite important leaders in our ministry. When I make mistakes or I miss something, sometimes it can be quite serious and quite important. And it's learning to be gracious with myself in an appropriate way. Obviously, if I miss something big, I have justified a telling off, but that hasn't happened yet, mm -hmm. thankfully. And so that's been a big part of my journey recently. Okay. So how do you go about learning that? I think it's a very slow step-by-step -step process. Often debriefing with Leslie helps and debriefing with one or two very close friends on staff when I feel as though I've let someone down or I've done something wrong, going to one or two key trusted people and talking with them 
debriefing it through and through that I often realized hang on a minute Mickey you're you're going too far with this now something happened let it go and just allowing that to sit with me for a few days and allowing others to speak truth into your life yeah I think that's really important not all of us are blessed to hear God or the Holy Spirit on a daily basis And in a very noisy world that we live in, and a very busy world, having those key trusted people who know you well and love you, to sit down with them and have them say truth and kindness is important, I think. So important. Hmm. Well, in talking about truth, okay. what truth do the listeners of this podcast What truth does Europe need to hear? Now is your time to speak some truth. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think the message I will give will spring off of my spoken word piece and of someone I find incredibly inspiring at the moment, which is Brene Brown, the American researcher who researches shame. And I think the key thing I would share is encouraging people to be vulnerable with one another. I think so often in our faith community, we are worse sometimes than non-Christians at being vulnerable because the cost is so great. We fear being discovered, we fear being rejected, being judged. And it is a terrifying thing to put yourself out there with people and be vulnerable. But at the same time, when I have done it myself, those have been the most powerful moments in my faith. And the biggest breakthroughs came from me opening up to people. And we're not talking mild, I did something bad last week, but with one particular person, I shared something I had kept secret for 20 years. And in sharing with this person, it freed me from a significant chain that I was wearing and I didn't know about. And so my message to other people across Europe is to go for it. As scary as it is, the other side of vulnerability is the closest, sweetest friendship with someone and an incredible journey with God. That would be my message. <laughs> That is a powerful message. Well, with this message, I'm going to leave our listeners. And thank you so much for your time and for everything you shared. Thank you. For the food for thought you've given us. No problem. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Yes. God bless you. That was Mickey Drever. She's the personal assistant to Agape UK's director, Leslie Cheeseman. Mickey mentioned her spoken word piece, and it's well worth checking out. You can find the link in the show notes for this episode that you can find in your podcast app. If you have ideas for the perfect next guests or questions, you can reach me at agape at agapeeurope.org. Other than that, you can also find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or just check out our website, agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck, and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time.